What is going on, people? Hope you're all good. We're back for another episode, and this one's quite an exciting one because it's something that I do think about quite a lot, or aspects of it, and it's something that I do revisit quite a lot. And at this time of year, it's something that I absolutely love to do. So I'm going to talk over some bits and bobs to do with goal setting, vision planning, and then also how to make your habits stick in the new year. So essentially, this is a January starter pack. If you get your January starter pack in place right now, you're going to massively increase the likelihood of you achieving your goals as of next year with perseverance and consistency, of course. So this is kind of leading on from the last episode, which I touched on how to handle Christmas in December, because obviously it's a very socially busy time. Family, friends, mince pies, pigs in blankets, you know, turkey, you know, the jazz. And um, it can get quite busy. And of course, we don't want to just let our results go to pot. We want to make sure that we're still moving forward or at least maintain them. Um, so we don't want to regress at all. And if you apply the things which I mentioned in the last episode, you definitely will do that. So if you're not giving it a listen, go and give it a bit of a listen. And those can be applied to any social events across the space of the year. It's not just Christmas and December. That's just pretty much of any social events or even if you come to summer and it's pretty busy for you. Um, it's a, a good thing to, to think about and a few things that we can apply over those socially busy times. However, today's episode is going to be nice and juicy because I've got some good bits and bobs to deep and dive into. But first off, I just want to say that I appreciate everybody who's followed the podcast as of late. It's really good to see people following along, getting some great feedback. People just messaging me saying, you know, this is really helpful. This is really good. And I absolutely love to see it. Every time somebody messages me, it brings a massive smile to my face. And, um, it's just good to be able to have an impact on a greater level. And I do want to be able to do that. That's the reason why I put this together. Um, and if you were to like or share or follow or um, give me a, a rating on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I just want to say thank you uh, because it really does mean a lot and um, it pushes this forward and it allows me to impact more people and reach more people. And that's essentially what I want to do. And it all comes from, from your help too. So um, I do appreciate that. But I'm going to get stuck straight into it. And I kind of said this at the back end of the last episode about not putting too much pressure on yourself to be or to do um, or to compare to anybody else. You do want to run in your own lane and you want to make sure that, you know, you set yourself up for the new year, but you don't want to be doing anything that is taking you off path from the things that you actually want to do. So when you're approaching the new year, you want to be thinking about things that you genuinely want to achieve that you want to do because you want to do them, not because of anybody else, just because you want to do them alone, because this makes sure that you're aligned with the things that you want to achieve and your values. You know, if you start getting into shape or picking up a new hobby or doing something to do with your career and your business or whatever, and it isn't something that you actually enjoy, you're just doing it for the end output or the clout or whatever it may be, it's never going to end well. It's always going to end in just a, a pit at the end of it. Um, and it's just because you're doing something that isn't aligned with something that you want to do. So make sure that when we're thinking through these things, pick things which are meaningful to you. And I suppose you can use this as a bit of an exercise, uh, this episode, and you can come back and you can listen to this um, episode in between Christmas and New Year, or even just after the New Year when you want to get started or when you start to think about these things. You know, It's all in your own time. But there's a few takeaways I think you could go through and some kind of tasks I think you could take away here and really kind of sit down and think through them. Because if you do them, I put my life on it, you will feel so much more clarity towards your goals and the things in which you want to achieve. Because goals are so important. 
goals in life in general are so important. We should always have something to work towards. We should never really be stagnant. And the reason for this is because if we think about the body and biology and moving towards things and how it, you know, evolved over the years as animals, it's all stimulus and response. It's all chasing the next dopamine hit that we're going to get in our brain. And that's always in the pursuit of something else, something else that's better than where we are right now. And that's why it's always good to have these goals in which we're moving towards. We don't have to be steamrolling towards them 24-7. You can go at your own pace, but as long as you've got something to aim towards, and especially if you can share those goals with people who are around you, your loved ones, your missus, your fella, whatever it may be, you know, that can be really, really good, like really good um, to, to not only bring fulfillment into your life, but to everybody else's around you too. So I think that's a, a really important message. Um, and about goals in general, the reason why we want to put them down on paper and think about them is because it gives us direction. When we have direction, we have something to aim for. It's like, you know, if you're going to drive to another country, you need a map and you need to know where you're going. And then the map will take you from A to B with the road signs and the roads you want to drive down, whatever it may be. And essentially that's how you want to start reverse engineering your goals. And the bigger the goal that you have as an overall or the bigger the vision that you have, you can start to think about the things in which you're going to produce along the way. You're going to start to think about the journey in which you're going to have, the milestones you need to reach, the things in which you have to do to, to be the person, to get the things or obtain the, the situation that you want to have. And you can start to visualize it. And this isn't kind of some hocus pocus, silly stuff, because I remember when somebody used to say to me like, oh, visualization and, you know, sit and close your eyes and meditate and just think about the, the, the life that you want to have and then click your fingers. And then all of a sudden you're going to have it. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, like, visualization, things like that. It, it's all to do with actually thinking about the things in which you want to attract and going over them in very good detail continually going over them and because you're thinking about them you're doing the things in which you want to do to attract them so you're putting yourself in the situations you're meeting the people you're in the environments you start doing the things to be that person to attract that specific thing and that's how through visualization through vision planning through goals through sitting and thinking about these things can allow you to get to these places it's not some hocus pocus stuff so if you're if it's switched off if you're switching off already I'm not some hocus pocus person here. Um, this isn't a magic trick, Darren Brown. This is this is um, this is proven. So, get a pen and paper, sit down, and start to think about some goals in which you do have, and split it up into some different areas. So, whenever I'm sat down doing my goals, and I'm doing my overall vision, which I'll uh, touch on in a moment. But when I'm sat down doing my goals, I'm spreading it into short, medium and long-term goals. And I'm making sure that they're smart goals. So I don't know when you were in school, if anybody can remember, there used to be smart targets. And if I'm correct, it was specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So obviously it's um, an acronym. So S-M-A-R-T. And each of those is something that you should abide by when setting a goal moving forward. So specific, you want it to be measurable. So you want something you can actually measure and look whether you're making progress towards. Achievable, something that is you can actually obtain. You know, if you're going to say, I want to, I don't know, move to a different country by next week, it's just not achievable. And that's the same as realistic. You know, you need to make sure your goals are realistic, which is the R, and then T is time-bound or timely. So you want to make sure that in a timely manner. So that kind of links into the, the achievable and the realistic side of things as well. 
And you can split them up into short, medium, long term. So if you write down 10 goals, you can have short term, you can have medium term, you can have long term, right? Short term, you could say over the first I know, month to three months. Um, then you could go from like three to six to nine for the medium. And then you can go longer term towards a year. And you can even think about you know the overall goals over the space of two, three, five years, whatever it may be. Because again, it gives you more direction. Um, and I think once you start to develop these goals, do them in all different areas of your life. So I don't know if anybody's ever seen the Pyramid of Mastery before. I actually did touch on this in a previous podcast. The Pyramid of Mastery is talking about different areas of your life. I think there's seven different areas in this pyramid. Um, and people talk about the Pyramid of Mastery or just seven areas in life as general as areas in which you want to progress forward with. And if you're ever lacking too much in one of these areas, one of these seven or you know a few of these seven, Let's say, you know, you give your score out of one to 10 on these seven areas, and it could be, you know, spiritual, financial, family, career, relationships, uh, vocation, stuff like that. If you were to give yourself a score for all of them, um, the ones in which you're probably really, really low on, you know, you might be okay and you might be flying on, let's say, five of seven. But if two are really low, you are going to have periods and times where you feel maybe sad or unfulfilled. And those are specific areas that you can potentially pick apart and think, right, okay, I'm going to put a bit of a goal together for that. And I've done this over the years, not only with uh, my coaching and wanting to produce better results and improve my education and make sure that I'm producing more results year on year on year, but also in my own personal life as well. So whether that be relationships or family or friends, you know, there's been multiple years where I've put, I want to be the best kind of brother, son, grandson possible. Um, and just doing things like that. And you don't have to tell anybody that them. just put them on your list and you do them for you. And it's almost like a little bit of a set of rules at the end of the day or a set of professional standards that you live by, which um, gives you more direction in life, which is quite nice. Because if you sit down and think about these things and think through them and, you know, you pick something that's meaningful and something that you want to have an impact with, and then you write it down and you move towards it again, that's where we get this fulfillment. We get happiness. And especially if it's measurable, say, you know, if I wanted to be the best son, grandson, whatever it may be that I just said there, like if I'm doing things where I'm seeing them more regularly and then I'm in contact with them more regularly and then we're getting together more and we're having more of a laugh, it's like, that's measurable because I can see the response. And that means it makes me feel good because I'm moving towards that. Um, so have to sit down, split it up into these seven areas and really sit and think about some of maybe the behaviors that you've done over the past year and this isn't like sit on the naughty step and tie yourself off type of time. Um, it's kind of like sit and think, okay, if I was to take away something in my life, which would probably improve my life, what would that be? Okay, we find out what that is and we identify that. And then we think, right, okay, so what do I need to do with this specific thing to maybe reduce it or avoid it or change it? What are the things in which need to happen and work through it that way? And then you can start to think, okay, so if I was to add anything to my life, what would bring the most benefit? So we're thinking about addition and also subtraction at the same time as well. Um, and that's a really good way to, to think about it in terms of the seven areas, the things in which bring the most amount of pain or joy, and then you can kind of start to work out your own goals. And your vision is a massive part of this. So when I first started with my business mentor, which was actually nearly two years ago now, which is mad because time flies. When I first started with Mark, the first thing that he ever got me to do was sit down and write a lengthy vision plan. So he, he said, if you could picture the life that you wanted to have later in life and 
you could picture where you are, who you're with, how many kids you've got, what car you have, what house you have, what your drive look like, what food you eat, where do you go and eat for social events, what village do you live in, what type of people are you surrounded by, what are the conversations that you were having, to the very detail, the very, very, very detail. Sit down and think about it, right? And build a vision. And at the, at the time, I was thinking, this is pointless. This is pointless. And it goes back to what I said at the start in terms of visualization or vision planning, planning things in which you want to do. Because once you start to think about them, you then start to put yourself in the situations to get them, right? And that's the same as anything. Every single thing on this earth has started as an idea. Albert Einstein, it was only an idea in his head to build a light bulb. And then all of a sudden, over years and years and years and years of work, he got there. And that's the same as anybody else. Jeff Bezos with Amazon or Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook. It's like all these things started as an idea in their head, right? And then over time, through repetition and consistency and whatever, they've got to this place. And I, I'm pretty sure they probably wouldn't even know like the, the extent in which they could go to, but it all starts with a thought. And that's what I'm trying to get at here. Like if you want January to go well, make sure that, you know, when you come to this time of year, and this is why I love this time of year, because you can really reflect and sit back and think, right, okay, what well, what can I do next year? What's going to be the next thing I'm going to work towards? What's the next big goal that I'm going to have? And it's kind of these new starts. It's like Monday. It's the start of the month. It's the start of the year. Everyone loves the new start, don't they? They have a, they have a chance to kind of reinvent themselves and remake themselves. And I think that's quite beautiful in a way because you've always got a chance to reinvent yourself. You have to start on Monday. You have to start in the new year. And that's why I love the vibe that January brings. It's like, right, okay, sober in January, everyone's flying, everyone's feeling good. Let's off get on the good foot. It's like so many good vibes because everyone's just wanting to better themselves in a good way. And I think that's a, a really good environment to be around. And especially as a coach as well, it's, it's nice to be able to kind of be in a situation where everyone's kind of like, yeah, let's go. Because towards the back end of the year, it's, it's difficult in terms of motivation. Everyone starts to slow down a little bit. It's to be expected, but Usually when January comes, it's like, right, okay, new year, let's go for it. Let's leave these things behind in this last year. And it's like time, you know, it's just another week. It's just another year. It's just another another day. You know, our bodies don't really know any different. It's just because it changes through to 23 to 24. Why does that mean that everybody jumps on this bandwagon? But you've got a chance to reinvent yourself whenever you want. It doesn't have to be the new year, but I think it's, it's quite nice to kind of travel with that. So sit down make your vision, think about seven areas of life, short, medium, long-term, write some stuff down. I've started to do mine already. I will be going and doing a, a deep dive and sitting and thinking about these things because I think it's good to have some some really good goals to work towards. Um, and you know, if you do need any help with any of that, by the way, feel free to drop me a message and I'm more than happy to give you some direction at a, a later date too. Now with those goals, what you can start to do then is, is reverse engineer them. So if you have, let's say, I want to drop 30 pounds. So obviously, we're talking about fitness here. I want to drop 30 pounds in 2024. Great goal to have, okay? All right, if I want to drop 30 pounds, if let's say I want to hit it by, let's say August, okay? So if you want to hit it by August, we need to then think, right, okay, if we've got X amount of months, how much do I need to lose per month, okay? We could break it down into that. Then we can think, okay, if we break it down into per month, how much do I need to lose per week? That could be the next question. Okay, that's fantastic. And then, okay, to achieve that, 
how much do I need to do on the day-to-day basis in terms of activity and how do I have to eat to achieve that next goal? And you can break it down and down and down and down and you can chop it up and make it into the smallest bite-sized chunk. And this is one of the most valuable things that you can do with your goals because if you chop it up into a bite-sized chunk, you feel as if you are moving forward. As of late, I've been reading, I actually just finished uh, the Diary of CEO, Stephen Bartlett book. I think it's three, 33 Laws of Business Law and Power or something like that. I'm not sure. Life, and I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, so I read that book and something really resonated with me at the back end. And he was talking over like the, the momentum you gain on a process and what is important to achieve things that you love. And one of the things that he mentioned is feeling as if you are moving forward is just as important as moving forward itself. Now, I know those two things come together, but the feeling as if you're moving towards a goal is essential because if you feel as if you're moving forward, you actively want to try and do more of the things in which are going to bring more of the results you want to have. And I call this the positive feedback cycle. I'm always talking about it with the team. I'm saying, right, okay, we want to get into this positive feedback cycle. And this is usually where we build a machine And I love talking about this machine because once you build this machine and you get it running, all you have to do is keep it oiled and keep fueling that machine. So the machine is you do the work, you get results. And because of those results, you become more motivated. You become more driven. You become more inspired because you see your body changing. You see your life changing. You see your mindset changing. You see everything start to trend upwards in this right direction. You start to think, well, hang on, things are changing here. Things are moving forward here. So I'm going to keep on doing it. And because you're more motivated, you put in more effort, you become more consistent, you become more accurate. And because you're more accurate and more consistent and you put in more effort, you see more results. And because you see more results, you become more motivated, you become more driven, you become more accurate, you become more consistent. And because of that, you become more consistent, more accurate, more driven, more motivated, and so on and so forth. And you just go round and round and round and round again. And this is why I believe you see, you know, successful people who have multiple business ventures and they're going over here and then they're going over there and they're winning this and they're doing this. It's like, I believe the reason why a lot of these people who mm-hmm. are winning it's- so much, that's Siri, who are winning so much, is because they have this massive wind at their back and they're moving forward at a great speed and they've got this momentum moving and this positive feedback cycle. So make your goals as bite-sized as possible. If you've got a big goal, half it, half it again, half it again, half it again. Make it time-bound. Then you'll have something to work towards on the day-to-day basis. It gives you a reason to get out of bed in the morning. It links the overall big goal to the small goal and it gives you a reason to say, right, okay, I've actually got to get up today because I've got to do this, which gets me to do this which then gets me to this and then allows me to do this. And that's again, why you want to make sure your overall goals are so meaningful and important to you and actually something that you want to do, because if it's something that you don't care about, it's vacuous, it's empty, it's hollow. It's going to be something that you're not going to set a time, uh, set, set time aside for. So obviously that's important. So make them bite size. And this kind of leads me onto one of the things in which we can make habit stick is don't bite too much off that we can't chew, right? Because if you bite too much off and you're doing too much to start with, so let's say, okay, I'm going to smash it. We can see 
stereotypical new year, new me, I'm ready, let's go. Five workouts a week, let's get to tracking. You know, we're going to control nutrition, all the ultra processed foods, I'm not eating chocolate, drink, it's gone, everything's gone. Right, you've gone from being one person over here and you've gone to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, right? Which means there's going to be a, re- a serious amount of restriction to be this person. And it's going to be very, very difficult because there's that much change in a short space of time. Whatever you try and make stick will be ridiculously hard, right? Do you know when you cook spaghetti and you're boiling spaghetti and when it's nearly ready, you get a piece of spaghetti out, you throw it at the wall. And if it sticks to the wall, it's ready, right? If you get loads of spaghetti out and throw it at the wall, it just all comes off. doesn't matter whether it's ready or not and it won't stick, right? And this is the same as your goals. We need to be like a singular piece of spaghetti, right? We need to don't bite too much off the can't chew. Make sure to pick a sustainable amount. And there's a saying that I love, which I've been saying lately, pick sustainable, not optimal. Everybody who starts a journey, right? They think, right, okay, I want to get the best results. I want to be flying. I want to I want to lose 20 pounds in four weeks. I want to be shredded. The click of the fingers. I don't want to wait. But in this game, you've got to be patient. You've got to make sure you hang around. And biting too much off you can't chew is a route one way to failing, falling off, feeling like it's too restrictive and not continuing on and not trusting in the process. So instead of going for five days, go for three. Instead of tracking for seven, track for four. Instead of going for 12K steps straight away, go for 10. Build your way up. That's the best way when it comes to making your habits stick. Second thing is going to be make it easy. So there's going to be loads of barriers that you're going to have in the way of your goals, right? That is going to stop you from doing the things that you want to do. Now, if you're somebody who's already busy, your busy job, family, kids, social events, you know, you're juggling multiple areas of your life, right? You need to make it easy because if it's hard, the, the chances and the likelihood of you doing the thing would decrease massively, right? Because Let's just say, and this is some very practical things that usually throw people off track. Okay, finish work, especially this time of year. Um, you know, we're meant to go and get a session in, but it's dark outside. Right, okay, I'll go home, we'll get my gym gone. You go home, you sit down, and the last thing that you think about doing is getting out that door, getting your gym stuff on, going back out after a long day. No way, I'm staying right here. Or you know, you're getting ready to go to the gym on the weekend. You've not done your washing. Your gym kit's not sorted. You've not got anything to wear. Oh, I'm just not going to have to go today. Then we could think about nutrition. Oh, you know, I'm going to grab something. You know, you wake up in the morning. You forgot to make meal prep the night before. You're a little bit behind on time. You can't grab anything. So you, you haven't got any fresh food. So then you have to get something out of the work canteen, which is probably not going to be ideal. Make it easy because you make it hard for yourself. Everybody who usually whines about, oh, it's just so hard and I've not got time and I can't do... No, it's not that you have not got time and it's not that you can't do all these things. It's that you've not made it easy enough. You've not prepared. You've not planned. You've not done your meal prep. You've not made your sandwiches. So when you wake up and you're rushing in the morning, you don't have to think about food. You just grab them and go. You've not not done your washing so it's all ready and your gym kit's sorted and your bag's ready. Your water bottle's out when you get home, your, your gym kit's laid out in the morning or you're going to the gym before work because you know you're not going to go after it, so on and so forth. So make it as easy as you possibly can. Remove the barriers in which you're going to fall you off track and then it just becomes fluent. People always ask me, how are you so consistent? How are you so motivated? It's like, willpower doesn't work. Benjamin Hardy, a book I read not long ago, it's like, 
he talks about willpower being one of the things at the bottom of the list when it comes to to staying consistent. It's like willpower's half of the picture. Um, your environment's the most important part. If your environment is set up for you to fail, chances are you're going to fail. If you're trying to lose weight, right, and there is a box of celebrations sat on the sofa, and then there's all sorts of pastries on the side in the kitchen, guess what? You're eating celebrations and you're eating pastries. So set your environment up to win. And that's why when I go to the shop, it's not being restrictive. It's like, if I don't want to eat any crap food, I'm not buying it. Because if I don't want to eat it, why is it being bought? So it's out of the cupboards. So even, you know, I do think on a Wednesday night, midweek, I'm thinking, oh God, I'd I'd love this, I'd love that. It's like, well, guess what? You can't because it's not there. And I could nip the shop, but it's just extra effort. Again, it's a barrier, but that's a good one, I'd say in that sense. And last but not least, make it obvious. You know, like I said there about the the celebrations till on the sofa, that's obvious for you to have celebrations, right? So if you want to make sure that you get all your home workouts in, right? Leave your weights out in a place that is easily accessible. If they're behind the bike and then tucked away in the corner with a blanket thrown over them, you don't see them and they're not easily accessible. So it's effort for you to do the thing. Again, this kind of links to make it easy here, but you want to make it obvious, get it in your eye line. And again, I was listening to Stephen Bartlett who was talking about um, when he was starting DJ. And he said one of the things that he did to make sure that he did it every day is he put the DJ decks on his kitchen kitchen countertop. Because every time he walked into his kitchen, he saw the decks, he thought, oh God, I've got to do my practice tonight. And that's the same when I used to live in my dad's house. And um, it's funny because my dad doesn't mind things being around. Or at least I don't think he doesn't anyway, because he, he's not really too arsed. But the exercise bike, I just kept it like in the dining room. I kept it in like the dining room kitchen and it just stayed there. And every time I walked in, there's the cardio bike. Just a little reminder. Hello, I'm here. I'm here. I'm the cardio bike, <laughs> um, which is a nice reminder for them, but sometimes it's, it's not a nice one for you, but make it as obvious as you possibly can. And those are the three tips in terms of your habits and how to make them stick. And I hope you found this episode beneficial. Vision planning, goal setting, what you should be doing with your habits. And hopefully if you absorb this and apply it, January should go a hell of a lot better than it has done in previous years. And I bet my life on it. You know, if you were to stick to those and you were to listen and apply, 100%. If you've not done that before and you do those things, chances are you're going to move towards your goals. You're going to feel a hell of a lot better and um, eventually leads you to be more fulfilled. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's been a really good one. It's been a bit of a freestyle. It's been one that's come from, let's say, the heart because I love talking about this stuff and it's great to, to talk, hopefully, to, to many people and, and have a, a larger impact with this episode itself. So if anybody has found this beneficial, if they think that somebody else would find this beneficial, shoot it across to them. And it helps me more than you think. So thank you. Speak soon.